Hey, this is producer James, and you're listening to Talking in Black and White. You know, I'm having a hard time with this whole pronoun thing. I just don't get it. What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. Hey, really, it's all about white privilege. I just want to matter. I don't understand how white folks interpret that as, I think I'm more important than you. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? This is producer James, and today's episode is a good one. We are going to be talking about fat shaming in the entertainment industry between black artists and white artists. And I know for a fact, Kitty, you've got something to say about that. And Lizzo has really been, uh, you know, kind of She's uh, on it. tooting her own about that. As she should. The latest made me so happy because that's really such a great way to think about it. If you pay to post, Clearly, you're going to think twice about what you post and whether or not you post at all. And I love that she even introduced that into the conversation. I agree. Uh, I agree that she's uh, definitely done you know more stuff for uh, for larger women, I suppose you could say. Or how, how would you I mean, I'm not a big girl, so I don't know how they refer to themselves. But I've heard um, Lizzo call herself fat, call herself a big... You know, she has the show big girls yeah. so, so i'll go with big girls obviously we're not trying to offend anyone um but yeah that's what they reference themselves as so we'll go with big girls what you think okay, big girls that, that works i mean i saw, I saw recently she just did the, the twitter you sent me yesterday mm-hmm. um and she oh, the article going, yeah the article and then there was the uh, twitter thing attached to it yeah and she really made a quite the statement, and you know she was just like, "Why is people doing this? Why?" I guess to me, I mean, it's it's kind of like when kids bully each other, fat mm-hmm. shaming, bully it all kind of. It's it's to me, it's just like some people are just so like envious of her success, yeah, and they just find a want to find a way to bring her. That's down, exactly her what down. it is. That's and exactly I think that sucks. what it is. Of but, course it is. It's sucks. But, but it I, brings some people some kind of weird fucked up satisfaction, and I think yeah. that is just. I never understood it. It's like, why do you want... I mean, this person is succeeding. She's doing a great job. She's making tons of money. She's entertaining people, and people are enjoying her music. But there's always those people who are like, you're too fat, you're this and that. And, you're, and, and, and to me, it, I don't know. I, just, I mean, we can go down that rabbit hole all day in terms of like assuming or att- attempting to understand what these people are thinking or why they would be motivated. I don't think we would ever be able because we're not those people. So like, I don't know why they do what they do or why they think that that would be a good thing to do. I don't get that part. Um, I'm baffled as well. I think it's pretty sad, you know, that they don't have enough of a life that this is what concerns them the most. Cause that's what it boils down to. If you're living your life every day and doing the best you can to like succeed in your career or be a good parent to your children or whatever the hell your life entails, if you don't, if you're not doing those things, then you have a lot of time on your hands, I suppose. And so that's what gets them into this. I will say this though, the thing that, that always rings true with um, Lizzo, because as you know, I'm a huge Lizzo fan. I'm so fucking mad that I missed her when she was here in L.A. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan. And because of that, I watched her on um, David Letterman, as you know, has a show called uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. She was on there and they vibed in a way like they were, became fast friends. And the thing that stood out in my mind with that interview that I'll never forget is him asking her about her weight and the fact that the world has come for her in a way that's just so viscerally angry and nasty and just cruel and you know how she felt about that basically and she that she was unapologetic about her fatness 
And I love her answer, which is, what do I have to apologize for? Exactly. For existing. You know, it goes back to what we always talk about. The the premise of this show is black and white. And that's exactly what it boils down to. This is a black woman that's fat and that the world feels like they can attack her simply because she exists. She's supposed to apologize for what? Existing? Literally, that's how I feel every day. I promise you. Even when I don't leave the house. I mean, I'm on my computer. I see the things, right? I see these hate groups. I see these. And I try to stay above the fray in terms of like, like I try to get into the whole Republican thought process or I'm not even going to make it political. The different thinking, right? Because I want to be aware of what it is they are thinking. I need to know. Um, I try my best to, you know, when it gets too crazy, I have to turn it off. But how else am I supposed to identify what their issues are with us? Really, you know what I'm saying? If not to insert myself into their conversations and their posts and all the other crazy stuff in order to better understand how to approach the subject, because there's really nothing that prompts this anger and this hatred. This is like, I mean, if you want to get super deep about it, I think it's a self-hatred. I think that they have really, really, really low self-esteem. And so as opposed to taking care of themselves and getting mental help and all of the things, they just attack other people. And it's easy to go for it. Like that's low hanging fruit. Oh, she's fat. No shit. She's also talented as hell. She's also, yeah, I, I think it's a farce and I think it's real fucked up that she has to apologize for simply existing as do most people feel like we are constantly like shrinking ourselves or let me stay out of the way or here comes the white man and you know, I don't want to disturb. I don't want to screw anything up and make sure I don't say the wrong thing. And who the fuck wants to live like that? I just can't even imagine being a black woman in America. That's already my zhuzh. And now I'm fat too. Are you fucking kidding me? Like that's exhausting. That's just exhausting. So I can only imagine well, what I that's mean, like. Okay, let's take it from another angle. What about, I mean, the fat shaming, yes, and calling her names is, is, is stupid. But what about the health issues? I mean, I always wondered, like she is, she's got a platform. She is famous and she is out there. And do you think it could be, you know, because of her size, she could have all these different health issues. Do you think that other fans that who, you know, might who admire her and look at her and be like, I want to be like her in that sense? You know, what if they want to, you know, be overweight and they think that's OK. But really, from a health standpoint, do you think, you know, she could be more positive and more, you know, I don't think she has to obviously give her. Health. I think that's none of our fucking business is what I think. I think that if children aspire to be like Lizzo, prayerfully, they're looking at her talent, her obvious self-esteem, her ability to overcome all kinds of insurmountable challenges. Her dad dying literally sent her to the fucking car. She lived in her car for a hot second simply because she didn't have the will to get up and push through because of her dad passing away and how close-knit her family was. So we've all experienced our own traumas, our own situations that we felt like we either had to push through or succumb to. But what I will say is that her being fat is not my business. Like her health, if it is, first of all, let's be very clear. This woman dances on stage for yeah. over yeah. <laughs> two hours. She does. With heels. Get into it. Like, she can't be that guy darn uh, struggling with health issues if she's able to do these things. Like, and then all her girls that she's hired as her backup, as you know, from the, video, the, the yeah. show. From girls, girls, HBO did are a fat great... too. And yeah. they be getting it. So, like, what? Where, where's the. 
She might be, we don't know, obviously, but I get the impression that she is more healthy than a lot of these little skinny broads out here. They can't climb a, a flight of stairs because they're smoking a pack of cigarettes or they have all kinds of, you know, issues that they're not handling with their doctors and just ignoring certain things. Lizzo appears to be very healthy. So again, outsides and insides, I don't know. But I do know that I'm not here to preach to Lizzo about her body. That's just not, that's almost like James, you telling me whether or not I should have an abortion. That's not her, that's not your business. How's that your business? It's not for, for, for me to tell her what she should tell other people. If little girl, not if, little girls are most certainly looking up to her. Right. And I pray that they're looking to see, again, look at that fucking beautiful face. She's a beautiful woman. She's so talented. She's so capable. She is literally winning Emmys and Oscars. Have you ever been fat shamed? Have I ever been what? Fat shamed? Fat shamed? No, not by other people, but by myself. When I felt like I was too big, I was real hard on my, I mean, right now, I, I hate this chunk. You know, I feel like I'm chunky. So I work really hard to get that. But, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age. So the chunk just kind of comes with the territory. And I'm working my ass off to get it off as menopause just keeps putting it on. So, but no, I've never been fat shamed. But obviously I've been shamed in so many other ways just by showing up and being a black woman. With Lizzo, I mean, the HBO, I mean, the HBO documentary was was, was very informative. That to shit see was her. bomb. Was Love awesome. Lizzo was so I, I definitely learned a lot good. about her that I did not know uh, prior exactly. to watching that. Exactly. And I think that was her purpose, right? Like, let me give mm -hmm. people some insight into my life. Maybe they'll be a little more concerned about who I am as a human as opposed to what I look like and supposedly am offensive to them. Oh, and did you see how she compared herself to art? That was my yeah. favorite post. She did that IG post and was like, bodies are works of art. And this baby is art and showed all that ass. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. But anyway, I digress. You said what now? My bad. No, I mean, do you think, I mean, when you look, I mean, from what I got from that, uh, from that uh, documentary was like some of the, the trauma, you know, the childhood, not, I wouldn't say trauma, but some of the, the struggles she had as a child, I kind it kind of alluded to that's, that's where the weight gain kind of started in that sense. Maybe, and those are the issues like, that she had to overcome. And then, you know, good. it also could be her genetics, too. I mean, uh, I was just know, about to say, I don't remember. But I do think pictures. it also I think it might have been a combination of both things. Maybe it was. I think that's a good assessment because I don't remember her posting any pictures throughout that documentary or video of her ever being a little girl. She was never kind of felt skinny, hmm. thin. I didn't no. see any indication of that. So you're right. Like maybe this was a part of genetics or like body makeup in addition to her going through some shit. That is true. That is true. Yeah. And I just, I saw the pictures of her brothers and sister. I mean, her brother and sister. I don't remember them being super skinny either. They're not big necessarily, but you know, maybe a little chunky. My point is that I think that that is the combination of both those things for, for for that family alone. You know, like maybe it's genetically, I don't know. Again, I feel like I'm in I, I also wonder too, though. I mean, when you look at the, uh, the black culture, um, you know, and the foods that they eat and all that kind of stuff, I mean, that I think does, you know, and again, I, I you know, again, I'm not on the men's health with the uh, six pack abs myself, but. <laughs> I was about to say, James, but you know this journey for your own self, yeah. right? And it's, it's about, you are what you eat, really. Yeah. In that sense. So I wonder if, if it's kind of like the 
black culture and the food and the, the fried oh, and yeah, all that maybe. kind of stuff that can't be good for you in that sense. So, I mean, that also probably elevates a lot of black Americans to be overweight. And, uh, you know, and, and I wonder if they kind of relate that also as a fan to Lizzo because she looks like them in that sense. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, to me, from a health standpoint, that's not a good thing, but mm-hmm. I do think, you know, from a fan's point of view, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, she's like me, she's one, she's, she is me. I, she's I, definitely I relatable. Her. Oh, I'm sure yeah. she resonates with a lot of black families. And you know what, James, it's probably a little, not taboo, but uncomfortable to speak that truth. So thank you for saying that because you're right. I mean, you can stereotype it, you can call it whatever you want. The truth of the matter is, we like to eat. I mean, and that's not to say white folks don't like to eat. So lots of fat white folks too. But like, <laughs> fuck it, right? But at the end of the day, like, we definitely, Southern cuisine or comfort foods are definitely our go-to, you know? And that's not, again, stereotypes. Because that's not to say that there are, th- you know, there's so many vegans that are white, uh, black folks. There's so many black folks that are kale eaters only. Tabitha Brown, uh, Pinky, you know, she owns Slutty Vegan. All of these people that decided to do differently with their health, I don't think race has anything to do with that necessarily, but I do know that historically, because those are the only foods we were allowed to eat, right? Even as slaves, they threw us the leftovers of what they had. So that's why we created these amazing meals based on scraps. Greens, we put in neck bones, chicken and turkey neck bones, because that's all that we were able to make, right? That's all that we were given in order to eat. We didn't get like the breast of the chicken. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we got the neck. We got the, you know, the little butt part that, 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 that is on the end of the thing, of the chicken or the turkey. So we got creative and we made some bomb ass meals from it. But let's be very clear, like pan bread is just cornbread but we didn't we weren't given those proper tools to make it that way so we had to use what we had and i'm impressed like we some bad motherfuckers because some great food came out of it but it's definitely comfort food that we as a race have gravitated towards and again that's only because that's all we were allowed to eat it's not like they were saying oh come you know (coughs) excuse me get all the greens you can carry you know, it wasn't like a farm to table situation. <laughs> I mean, well, I think Lizzo is putting a, a spotlight on it, really, uh, where other white artists like uh, Carney Wilson, I don't think she never got as much shit about, you know, being overweight. As Absolutely. We um, could go down kind the of list. Are you kidding her. Me? Adele. That's true. Uh, Adele had some issues. I mean, even uh, Ruben. Um, Stutter. Wh- yeah, from uh, American Idol. I mean, he was a very big guy, and he did end up losing that weight, but. Uh, you know, he got when he was on the show. I remember a lot. He would get a lot of hate for being so fat. I just don't get how other people insert themselves into. I mean, we could have a whole right. Like that could be, that could be a fucking seven part series. Us discussing the fact that other people feel like they need to constantly insert themselves into strangers' lives and tell them what they should do. I mean, you see it all the time. In reference to this fat thing, I remember there was a whole brouhaha in the black community. Because I'm not going to get into their names. Either you remember or you don't. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to give them that light. But I remember this one black girl coming for an artist. She was a fairly new rap artist. She was on stage doing her thing. And she had like a midriff showing. You know, she had like a half shirt or a crop shirt. And so this woman 
is like a personal trainer or some shit. And she felt it necessary to go in this woman's comments and basically be like, I see all that being refried foods or, you know, you not eating well and sodas and you don't know what that woman eats. You have no, you're not in her day. How dare you put your two cents into something that literally has nothing. In she didn't say, I want better for you. And, you know, I think you might be on your way to get like, it wasn't a kind, gentle, even if it was, it's none of your fucking business. But if you're going to do it, like at least come in soft. That thing came, came in hot. Like, yeah, you's a fat ass because you doing this, that. You don't know what that woman is doing. I just, I'm perplexed by people that feel the need to insert themselves, especially strangers. Like, you don't even know these people. Who the fuck you think you are? So, yeah, it's obviously, as usual, it's always going to be a black and white thing. And in this case, white folks, I mean, think about, even like John Belushi, even like who, Big Man and the Little Coat, what was his name? Candy. Oh, John Candy, yeah. John Candy. Very, very talented people. I mean, come on. Their comedy is legendary. But that didn't have people up in arms talking about, especially when John John Candy was doing, willing to do like the pratfalls and, you know, all the physical comedy. People laughed at him. So I guess that's kind of the same thing, but they didn't take issue directly with him being a fat man. You know who else didn't really? I, I've noticed uh, who doesn't really get fat changers is is um, rappers. Who? Rappers. You know, a lot of the rappers. Uh -huh. You know, like Big Buck. I mean, uh, Sir Mix a Lot was not a skinny man by anything. No. Look at you, Sir Mix a Lot. Okay, Dave. <laughs> I like Big Butts. Oh, and I know Big Butts. Oh, you know. But I mean, he never, you know, Biggie, he never got any shit for, you know, for being. That's surprisingly, yeah. they didn't come from Biggie either. Yeah. It probably has a lot to do with the women factor as well, you know. Also, too, though, I mean, it is it is personal choice. I it mean, is a personal choice, absolutely. Comes, especially with fat shaming and food and eating and diets. I mean, there is a. I mean, how many ways can you fry, uh, you know, a Twinkie at this point? Um, how many ways? I mean, what? How you can fry fry a Twinkie or oh, you know people. God. People eat just horribly, but I mean, in some areas, in like, you know, in the inner cities and stuff, there are what they call food deserts where there's no supermarkets. Absolutely, and, they're food deserts. And you have the local 7-Eleven and, you know, 7-Eleven is not known to be, you know, it's not whole food by Get any means. Get into it, James. <laughs> and that's the food that you have to eat. So you're eating a bag of Ruffles uh, for dinner. For breakfast, and, nigga. I know. Like, that is ridiculous. And the only, like, you aspire, you ex get excited when your family say we're going to Denny's. Like, that's a big deal. These are processed foods. There's nothing healthy or farm to table or organic about any of that. Organic shit costs. Okay. Nope. First whole of all, the, food, the prices of food have gone up tremendously in the last year or two. And then organic. Are you kidding me? That's twice as much as the, like, you get an organic avocado, you paying for three regular motherfuckers. <laughs> that's true. So, that yeah, true. that's a very good point. Self, I mean, um, food deserts are definitely a real thing. And they know what they're doing. That's the thing. The contractors, the people that are making these decisions and erecting these buildings and these areas and these grocery stores, they know exactly what they're doing in terms of where they place certain things and how they go about it. Think about it, this thing too, and I, I I, feel badly, I cannot remember the name of them, but apartment buildings that are built in those food deserts, they're built for, they have three bedrooms and four bedrooms in an apartment because they know that they are targeting 
families, low income families, right? But over, you know, if we go to Hollywood, if we go to downtown, you're not going to find a place that has more than two bedrooms because the understanding is that they can afford to live in the, you know, high traffic areas and there's no way that they're having three and four kids. I guess the mentality is this is not for breeders, <laughs> as they like to call us, you know, it's not for black women with 20 baby daddies and 17 kids and, you know, it's all of the, the stereotypes go into all of that. But my point is that it's very much thought out. It's it's calculated. You and I, what, what, what can we do about it? I mean, we're it, talking you, about it. I don't know that there's anything. I mean, talking, I, I agree. Talking. Yeah. It, it, you know, we basically can volunteer does something. our time. Are you kidding me? You know how much I love to volunteer. So I read to the babies. I give my blood because <laughs> I have fairy blood. Thank you very much. Oh, negative means I can give to Oh, And I love it. I, that's, a, that's my flex. <laughs> So yeah, I give my blood. I read to the kids. I, I I volunteer at Project Angel Food, one of my favorite organizations here in LA. So my point is that depending on where you want to spend your time and what you want to focus on, that's what you can do. You can show up at these organizations and say, how can I be of service? How can I push the needle forward? What can I do to contribute to the betterment of my people or what I'm interested in or, you know, whatever. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your babies, obviously. But I do think it's important, James, to have like that conversation with them one day to just kind of make them aware. Because I always, you know, we go back to uh, Meghan Markle because it's really insightful because they're telling their story as opposed to the world telling the story for them, which I think is so necessary because people obviously have all kinds of ideas about who they are and they hate Meghan and she changed him and all this nonsense. The bottom line is she said that her mom kind of and her mother admitted she did her a bit of a disservice because she did live in a bit of a bubble she was surrounded a lot by white folks 99.9 percent of this girl's friends are white i only saw one black friend and that was serena so clearly she made that friendship as an adult like where are your black friends growing up girl she didn't have them so as a black woman her mom i feel like it was her responsibility almost like having the talk about sex like there should have been a talk about the fact that you are mixed and yes your friends, you know, your environment, your surroundings, your spaces that you're in are predominantly white. And I get that. And it shouldn't be a thing, but it is. So let's have that discussion because until, you know, from a distance, Megan does look like she could pass for a white girl. But once you get up on her, we know, black folks know, oh, you black. Freckles and the little nose and all the rest of that, we still know you black. So with that being said, I really wish that she would have had that opportunity to kind of get more into what that would look like. So when this, you know, horrible visceral racism hit her in the way that it did, she might have been a little bit more prepared because mm. her skin is tough, baby. Like big ups to Megan, big ups to Harry. They are amazing humans that they made it through. They're on the other side, but they most certainly I think I think Megan could have really protected her heart a little bit more had she known more about who she was as a human. Because I think she just took it for granted, you know, that she's in this world where it's nothing but white folks. So it's like they accepted her and everything was good. It was like an unsaid rule or something. Maybe not a rule, but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't something that was talked about. 
It wasn't something that was explored. <laughs> and I didn't have a choice. I don't look like Meghan Markle. And I'm most assured. I mean, I went to predominantly white schools most of my life until I went to an HBCU for college. But I definitely knew what it meant to be black because my mother made sure that I did. I mean, you've got like three shows on, on cable now, or now, like, like you know, it's my 600 pound life. I, I, I've watched those shows yeah. and, you know, it, and there are so many, I mean, that those shows uncover such deeper issues when it comes to food. Absolutely. I mean, just, men, you know, their, you know, mental state and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And there's, I'd have to say uh, the, the show, you know, the amount of shows that I've watched with the, like, I think there's like two of the, at least two. And then there's the thousand pound sisters and they were white. The, but the shows that cover that are predominantly mostly white. White, white, white people in yeah. that, and 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 again, they, I, they're a, kind of a mess. I mean, you know, just in their yeah, lives and stuff than like that. that. There's a lot of levels. Do you think? To do you think those shows promote that, or do you think that helps society, or kind of promotes fat to be I think fat it's a or little bit of shaming? Both. I think it's a little bit of both. And you, as a um, reality show producer, casting director, you've been in that world quite a bit. So you know that a lot of that is like, oh, this will make for good TV. Oh, God, it, it, those shows make for excellent TV. Exactly. And, so I mean, you know I think that that's what we're part trying to do. The- yeah. is related to other people. So other people will watch that and be like, I, I you know, the, the original intent for those shows was definitely to inspire people. Yeah. They want to, they want to see, uh, you know, this person in a situation similar to theirs. And, you know, they've got, you know, yeah, anytime diabetes, it resonates, all, that's a good every look. single yeah. disease coming down the pike and, you know, and, and to, and to basically transport them to a hospital, they have to, you know, get a, you know, a flatbed truck or something. And it's, it's kind of just like crazy, crazy. It's demeaning. Yeah. It is demeaning uh, to a point, but I think uh, honestly too, it could be a wake up call to you know to say to these people, hey, look, you know, it's almost you know you could you could kind of say like you know the, the way they have the whole makeover shows, it's like you live in a shitty house, you need to improve it. This could kind of be the same way. It's like you have you know you've letting yourself go so bad that you're now on the verge of death and you know your death will affect a lot of other people but you continue to eat and you have these uh you know mental health issues or these emotional uh barriers that you have to overcome. So I think those shows in a sense they do demean the person but I think it's also to kind of like get their kick kick them in the ass and say look get your life together. You need to you need to change, you need to improve and and it's kind of like tough love. It's more than tough love because it's very, as we said, demeaning and embarrassing and mortifying and all of the things. Let me just say for me, stepping out of that and like looking from the outside in, I know how that works. I can use an example for my own life. It wasn't about weight, but I remember being in dance most of my life growing up, excuse me, specifically ballet classical ballet and you know you have to be a certain body type to really excel in that area and i am not that body type most of the time black women have curves i got a little bit of curves and i wasn't built for that but what i i use it because they will do the kick in the ass thing till the wheels fall off like that's the way that that industry works they will work you until you literally fall out i remember many many times being made to feel very less than and small and just not good enough like shit because i you know because i had a little bit of ass because i had boobs because i had a little teeny bit of hips and these white girls are you know shaped very much smaller i'll say and because of that they got the accolades, they got the roles, they got the opportunities, and they would just make 
us feel so like less than and so like not capable. And for some of us that made us work harder, for others of us that made us feel like we wanted to either quit or fucking burn the damn ballet studio down to the ground. Yikes. So my point <laughs> is that tough love can work for some people, but that's not the end. That's not a one. It's not a cure all. You know, everybody doesn't work that way, especially if you've had trauma and you're like unpacking all the shit that made you a big person, a fat person, whatever you call yourself to begin with. Right. Like what if because like Lizzo, you know what I mean? Or maybe not use her because I don't know all of the trauma or the situations. She only showed us what she wanted us to see. So there might be other things. There might be less things. I'll just say this. A lot of 95 percent of the time on the show that you're talking about, when they start peeling back those layers, this has way more to do than just, you know, self-esteem. I mean, um, what do you call it? Willpower and discipline. It's way more than that. It's some deep rooted shit. My mama beat my daddy, my I was molested at three, like, you know what I mean? Crazy ass shit. So I say that to say some people that is resounding for them, like that makes sense for them. They're like, yeah, I do need to get my life together. How dare I be this big? I can do it. Da, 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 da. And other people, they're just like, um, yeah, fuck that. And that hurts my feeling. You know, everybody's just built differently. So a kick in the ass works for some. For others, it literally just makes them angry or makes them eat more. Think about it. If somebody kept pressing you out to cut your beard off every day, James, if your wife was just like, oh, I hate this fucking beard. It tickles, it bothers me, it whatever. And you love your beard, what are you gonna do? You're gonna double down. You about to grow that bitch like to your chest and like that, <laughs> no, no, you know? really. it just I mean I mean when my, my beard gets fuller I get look grayer and I look older. Which I, I love, love your beard. <laughs> I'm just saying that could be a thing, right? Like that's sure. how people react based on the fact that they're not built the same. Everybody has a different reaction. Let's get into the fact that America just really hates women. Like it sounds like such a crazy claim, but I can pull up 20 articles right now that would substantiate that statement. It's really, and black women, oh my gosh, don't even get me started. We're like at the lowest of the low of the totem poles. The way that the world operates does not fit into our, like we don't get into that mold. The fact that men think that they can dictate what we do with our bodies, that in and of itself That's speaks volumes about how we think about women. As if we could be discarded, as if our, you know, contributions to the world don't matter. For how long was it that we literally believed women should be in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant? That was a real thing. Are you kidding me? We couldn't vote. We could. I mean, th it's just it's a hatred in this country for women. And it's despicable. The fact that we still don't get paid on the dollar as much as y'all do when we're doing the exact same job. Come on. I could go on and on. So. Unfortunately, Lizzo and women that look like her, that are black and fat, using their words, fat, um, are just not given the same respect. And that's just what, I don't know that there's any rhyme or reason. It just goes back to what we've always talked about, James, which is there's a huge divide between yeah. black and white people. And that's why we're doing the hard work of talking about it. <laughs> because it is uncomfortable. The good news is because we're friends and we have this ability to be comfortable in these very uncomfortable spaces, we can get the ball rolling because I think that's the hardest part for people. And I get it, right? Like 
it's not easy for you to unpack your trauma or to talk about how something affected you in this way or that way. Yeah, that that's not easy. But what the fuck is worth doing if it's so easy? You know, I aspire to be a janitor, not hating on janitors. Very respectable profession. No shade, no tea. I'm just saying janitors. They're sanitation engineers. I'm sorry, sanitation engineers. <laughs> hey, when I, I when I was at Disney working one? at uh, the ice cream, I was I was not a seller of ice cream. I was an ice cream engineer because I whatever the you want to have the title to be one of. All I'm saying is, those jobs do not require a whole lot of skill. I'm True. not saying anything's wrong with it. Please don't come for me. I'm simply saying that of all of the careers in the world, that might be on the lower part of the totem pole. So, with that being said, if that's all you're aspiring to. You know, what are you going to do? Like, I, again, no judgment, but I, that's not, we want better. And I'm sure that Lizzo oh, and all the other big girls, out, you know, feel the same way. I'm sure that fat people in general get a lot of shit. I'm sure they do. Sure they do. I've seen it. I've heard it, witnessed it. But when the added element of a woman is part of it, and then the added element of black, somehow that combination is just like, you know, it makes people crazy. I don't, I don't get why they hate this woman. I really don't. Envy. I assume it's envy. It's and she shows up as nothing but like light and love. Have you ever even seen one of her concerts? She goes ham with. She does meditation at the end of her concert. Yeah. Like, can we get into that? <laughs> and y'all hate her. And she's literally asking y'all to kumbaya at the end of her shit. People are weird. People are weird. We live in a fucked up world. <laughs> so it is. Yeah, it's sad. And it's really, I like the comments, as I said, that she makes about someone paying to post. Mm. Because I think that would deter a lot of fuckers. They just kind of be in their own world of angry. Well, you anyone know. can be a keyboard warrior and, and, you know, be tough and, you know, tough as nails and be a behind a keyboard. But when you actually confront exactly. them. Exactly. Twitter face, fingers. They, That's yeah. them angry Twitter fingers. That's the and they, talk, talk about it, James. If they see you in person, these fuckers wouldn't say a thing. Right. Not a got little bitch ass bitches. Because <laughs> I'm about mine, baby. Listen, I'm a grown ass woman, so I ain't trying to physically fight your ass. But if you come to me crazy... I don't know. The old kitty might show up. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> right, saying. Well, let's hope not. Yes, let us let's hope, hope not. Well. All right, let's, let's, let's wrap it up here then. Uh, <laughs> right, before I come out punching. Before the old kitty comes out, I'm like, no, no. All right, it was a, it was a, it was a great conversation, hon. I really enjoyed it. Thank As you so always, much. we do the damn and, thing. Uh, this is always a good conversation. It's always good to have my friend um, an ally. I hate that word, ally. We got to come up with something better. This doesn't actually mean what we think it does. But anyway, I'm grateful to be here. I'm glad we have you as well to talk about these things. It's absolutely necessary in order to move the needle forward. forward so yeah. yeah, talking black and white, baby. All right. Great combo. Listen, we want to hear from you. So talk to us. We talk back. Hit us up at talkingblackandwhite at gmail.com. That's T A L K N B L A C K and A N D W H I T E at gmail.com. Got that? Good.